Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of At the Corner of Peace and Mind podcast. As you saw from the title, we are going to be talking about music today. But before I dive in, I want to make sure that everyone's settled in. And I also hope that everyone's having a good Friday because this is the official day that I will be posting or uploading every Friday. So, and to give you a little heads up of what we're going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about my experience with music because I am a band kid and a couple of core memories maybe mainly the one uh if you don't know what core memory is it's from the movie Inside Out I am a big Disney head if you don't know me personally and I always say that if I was on a Disney show or a Disney trivia show I would win the money for sure so we're gonna get started so I knew that I wanted to be in band before fifth grade because as you know that is the band that is (laughs) the grade that we start band I don't know who thought that you know you start band at fifth grade but that was I think that was for every school and I didn't care what part of the band I was I wanted to be a part of it I could play the triangle and I'd still be satisfied so the day finally came and One day in fifth grade, the auditions, I guess you could say the auditions, but it didn't really feel like one because we didn't really, it it was just like a, it it was a new thing. Like it wasn't a, hey, I'm auditioning to play, to be a a flautist or anything like that. It was just, hey, what do you want to play? What suits you? What doesn't suit you? So it was during our recess hour and obviously it was in the band room. And our band teacher at the time, because before I graduated eighth grade, he left and there were two more music um, teachers that were in between. But we'll get back to that later. But we came in and he didn't have the instruments set up. He had two mouthpieces. A, I'm pretty sure he had a trumpet mouthpiece and a trombone mouthpiece. And he had... Uh, a clarinet reed and a saxophone reed it wasn't just like the single piece of wood it was you know the front part of the clarinet and front part of the saxophone so me and a couple of classmates I remember all of them for some reason maybe it's just because like I was it was an exciting day for me but he came in and just had us buzz on the mouthpiece and blow on the saxophone and the clarinet piece And I think at that point, he asked us what we wanted to play. Oh, also, he didn't have any percussion um, things set up. He didn't have any, like, mallets, or he didn't have anything of that matter. So I think he asked us what we wanted to play. Um, And I think I said the clarinet at the time. Like I said, I don't really care. I didn't care which instrument I would be given it as long as I was part of the band. So I'm not sure how long this selection took, but one day we came from, I don't know where we came from, but in our fifth grade homeroom class, there was a a piece of paper with um, taped next to the door and it had our names on it. And my name right next to it said trombone. And I was like, hmm, trombone sounds pretty fun. Uh, If you know me personally, you know that music is a very important part of my life and it's, in a way, it saved me. So 
when I started playing the trombone, it was something that I put my all into. It was one of the things that, it was my shtick, if you know, if it makes sense. Um, I didn't own a trombone at the time, so I was using the trombone at school. And all the trombones that I encounter, I name them. <laughs> um, you know, some people name things, I name my trombones. It's nothing really, it, it doesn't really take a lot. It just, you know, it just kind of pops into my head. Sometimes it's their color or, you know, the first letter of their brand. It's, you know, it's, it's really basic. So the first trombone that I used from the school, I named it Gilligan because I like the name from, you know, Gilligan's Island. And the trombone was gold. So, you know, gold, G, Gilligan. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I used Gilligan for a couple of years until I got my own horn, my first own horn. To this day, I have four horns. I have four trombones. But the first trombone that I got was from my grandmother. And the trombone, you know, the brand wasn't the best. You know, she got it from Amazon and, you know, she didn't really know. I didn't know what were the best brands because I didn't really know my instrument yet. So I couldn't really give her which ones were this, which ones were that. She just went on Amazon and bought it. It was silver. Still have it. And I named him Sylvester because as silver Sylvester. And another thing is my grandmother who gave me that trombone, she passed away before I graduated eighth grade. So Sylvester kind of rests just as she, as she rests. So that's what Sylvester. Sometimes I play him from here and there. But either way, he's... He's, his brand isn't the best, unfortunately. But moreover with me playing, when our school wasn't the best when it came to groups like this. You know, when I moved here after, when I moved to the suburbs after eighth grade, I graduated eighth grade, then I moved out to the suburbs from Chicago. And when I got here, everything was so different. Um... Our school's band only had about, like, on a good day, 15 people. But now that, you know, when I was in high school and we'd have, we'd host festivals at our school, there'd be middle school bands and there'd be, like, more than 15. And there was a lot of focus for getting people engaged in band. There wasn't so much engagement in the band in my school. So with that, I got as much interaction with my um, instrument as possible so with that I would now and when I say this do not feel bad for me I would leave after lunch and then I'd go instead of my recess hour I would sit on the bottom of the stairs to wait for my band teacher to come in so how our school is set up there's three floors and another thing our school housed like preschoolers all the way to eighth grade so I only knew these amount of people for so long I think I mentioned that in the introduction episode if I'm not mistaken but um on the second floor is where the gym is but you have to walk um near the staircase and down a hallway to get to our gym and then once you go to the gym there's a staircase leading all the way upstairs this kind of had an indoor track 
and there was the band room. So I would wait on those stairs because as well as many classrooms in the second um, on the second floor, there was the teacher's lounge. So that's where, you know, the teachers would get their lunch or like warm up their lunches, things like that, things like that. So I would wait for him to walk and then so I can eventually catch him and be like, hey, I could, can I play upstairs? But sometimes he didn't show up. So I never really put two and two together to maybe check upstairs. So some days I would just be sitting there all day. But um, and then eventually he would come back and be like, were you just sitting here the whole time? And like, yeah, I didn't know when you would get back, but it's fine. Some days he would just be like, go have recess, please. <laughs> um, it wasn't out of being mean. He was just like, no, just go have fun. And I was like, this is fun. But <laughs> he, would, he would just like kind of shoo me away. But um, from those days when I would sit on the staircase, I would go upstairs to see if he was inside. And sometimes he was inside, but... I would go upstairs and the door would be closed. And my logic then was if it was a closed door, it was a locked door. So some days he might have been inside eating and then, you know, it just really didn't click. But now I know better. But since we didn't have as many, you know, concerts and things like that, our school didn't have an auditorium. So we used the gym as an auditorium. And... We only had so many times to play pieces. You know, it, it, it didn't really allow me to grow as like as a musician. So one day, me and my mom are out. If you're aware of the Chicago area, I think it's near Peoria. Um, near like this club called, this club for girls called Metro, which I used to go to when I was younger. It was like a summer camp for girls and then the one for guys was called Midtown, but we never kind of, you know, met up for like games or something like that. It was just known that there was another club like that just for boys. But closer there was this place called Merritt School of Music. And our first interaction was it. It was actually kind of funny. Me and my mom were there and we went inside because we kind of thought it was a school, like an actual school. We thought it was like a, a little Juilliard for people in elementary school. But we went inside and they were handing out pizza or I don't know if they were selling pizza at this point, but the pizza was pretty good. And they had like sparkling Izzy's. And I think that's where my obsession for sparkling Clementine Izzy's came from. But we knew it was there. So then we kind of resurfaced back to Mary School of Music somehow, I don't remember, and we talked about classes. Now, we had almost just missed the the session date. Like, if we had gotten there any later, I would have to wait another season or wait for another couple of weeks to audition. But we made it in just in the nick of time. And the person who was with us, they were basically saying, okay, the audition is this day. Just come in and have something you've been working on or something you've been playing. So I immediately went home and I had actually had something to prepare for. So I had this piece that we were playing for band and just kind of played that. Because I, you know, I, I didn't have any books, like solo books, or I didn't have any etudes that I was working on at that time because we really weren't working on that many things in band. So I just had a piece 
from the band, like my, my part in the band. So, you know, either way it worked. So the day came and I was in this, it was basically in a practice room, this place. I still remember this place vividly, um, even though it was a couple of years ago. We went upstairs and we basically went into like a little practice room that had like a piano alongside with it. And before, before I went in, there was a trumpet player who came in and we were just waiting outside. I was, I knew I was definitely nervous. So then I played, I played something for him. He gave me like a little, you know, a few clinicians and stuff like that. And he called my mom in and he was basically saying like, oh, you know, we're going to put her in that dance band. And I was like, yes, yes. Thank you so much. So I was definitely happy that day. And after that, I started coming to to Merritt School of Music after school. So, you know, I wasn't really, I, I, I was never really free. You know, I never really had any free time after school. So after school, what school would end at like five o'clock. Yes, five o'clock. It would start at eight o'clock. And mind you, my dad would drop me off relatively early for for his job, so I'd be there. It, it wasn't be just me. It was a lot of people that were dropped off early because of their of their parents' occupation or anything like that. So I would be there from like seven thirty to five o'clock, and I I was definitely hungry every day. So um, I remember this. I would always go to Seven Eleven because like down the street was a 7-Eleven and I'd always get like a chicken sandwich and a bag of chips and a half and half Arizona tea. I always, I love Arizona. Every time I go to like a gas station or 7-Eleven, Circle K, doesn't matter. I always get an Arizona. So that was like my, my afternoon lunch because when we would have lunch at school, it would be at 11 o'clock in the afternoon, 11.30, 12, pushing 12. And then sometimes, depending on what grade you were in, you would have recess first and then lunch or lunch first and then recess. So it, it wouldn't, I, you know, I didn't really, it never really kind of sustained any of us over. Also, when we would get out of school, cause since we were out so late, there was this man who was like parked and had like an ice cream truck every day. That was one of the best marketing tactics that I've ever witnessed because I'm pretty sure that man has all of his kids' tuition paid for. So, back to merit. School would end at around 5. And if I, if I don't remember, like I said, this was a couple of years ago. The classes would start at maybe 5.30, 5.45-ish. So I would have plenty of time to leave to school to get to merit. You know, I was never really late. I did have a lot of... I, I do remember myself waiting in a room and, until it was time to go. So whenever I started class, we had around... We had maybe three classes, depending on what day it was, because I did have private lessons. So we would start with the ensemble class. We, no, we'd start in the advanced band class. So we would have a piece to work on for a like mid-season um, concert. So we'd have something to work on. Then after that class, we'd have uh, an ensemble-based class. So it was just 
a trombone slash euphonium because we did have one euphonium his name was Gerald and (laughs) it was it was just focused on you know trombone fundamentals and things like that and getting acquainted with your slide and things like that and also I do remember this I remember the first day that I started Merit because it was the exact same day that I just got my braces. So that was around, that was September 27th, September 27th. That is the day when I got my braces and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know how to play with braces. This is gonna, this is gonna mess me up. But it didn't. I told some of my, my teachers and I was like, please, I, I just, I literally just got braces. So if I sound a little wonky, just know it, it was also the instrument because I was using my grandma, the, the instrument that my grandma got me at the time. So I was like, please, just take that for consideration. She And they were just like, yeah, you'll get used to it. I definitely did. But, and now back to the ensemble class, I met some of my trombone friends. Those were like the first trombone friends that I ever had. One of one of them was named Alex. We are still cool to this day. And then there was another girl named Ashley. Ashley was kind of mean. And I don't blame her for it because she was the only high schooler out of all four of us. So I was like, okay, now that I sit back and I realize now I'm, I was, I'm in high school and I had, I get it. I had to sit for an hour or two with three other middle schoolers. And I feel like I'm the oldest person here. I get it. But she wasn't that mean to me. She hated Alex. Like, Alex, I don't, (laughs) if Alex, if you're listening to this, what's up? But you remember, she was pretty mean. And then Gerald was just a neutral person. He didn't really, he didn't really talk that much. But, you know, he was cool. But either way, after our ensemble class, we would have another kind of class with, with this guy named Mr. Reardon. He was my private lesson teacher. So some days I would have my private lesson first and then advanced band and then ensemble back to him, sort of, if that makes sense. So that would be my day, some of my days for for maybe about a year or a couple of months because I did, yeah, I think it was for about a year because I ended up having two concerts with them. So that's how I kind of got acquainted with my instrument as far as like, you know, besides school. Now I'm going to get back into the core memory of it. So this was around five years ago. The anniversary of that date, July 23rd, five years ago. So about, yeah, 2016. My um, best friend, she... Okay, when I met my best friend, we were not in the same class. Like, we were both in sixth grade. She was the newest person in our grade. Like I said, the schoolhouse from preschoolers all the way to eighth grade. So I only, we knew each other for so long that it was, it was like, oh my gosh, we have a new person because she was the first new person that we've seen in years. Cause we've only known each other for so long and everybody wants to be her friend. Everybody wants to know her. So when I got to meet her, it was actually in gym class. Cause there was only like two sixth grade classes and our class was on one side of the gym and the other class her class was on the other side and I think I think we were set up alphabetically because my last name is Gwen and it starts with G-U her name 
her last name starts with H-A. So I could see her, you know, I could see her diagonally. And it was, you know, it was kind of awkward because um, she had a friend. Our mutual friend that eventually, because I knew her first. I knew her from third grade, Our my friend Armani. She kind of introduced everybody to her because they were in the same class. So Armani told Autumn that a girl was waving at her, but the girl in front of me was waving at her, but she came over. How it was looking, she was waving at, I thought she was waving at me, so I waved. So there was some sort of miscommunication there, but you know, the rest is history. But all I'm saying is, how, why this is important is because if you want to see your best friend all the time, if you're younger and you're listening to this, if you want to see your best friend all the time, you have to make your parents meet. Uh, we made our parents meet at a honor roll banquet. It was a thing that, you know, if you had like all A's on your report card, they would, you know, um, you know, recognize you and be like, hey, we're having an honor roll banquet. It would start before school and they would give you breakfast and you would walk along the track and come downstairs and sit and they would name you, they would name your class and then name you individually and your parents could be able to come. But that's when our parents met because they were eventually, they were actually sitting at the same table. They just didn't know that their kids were being, were, were friends. So mind you, we were on the track and they were, on the gym floor and they were pretty far away from us they weren't below us they were like across the gym so imagine like two sixth graders kind of waving their arms and like pointing and be like that's our parents you guys should say hi and then our my dad eventually was like these people and then they just started talking and they just started chatting so if you want your parent if you want your best friend to if you want to see your best friend all the time you have to let their parents meet because eventually your parents become friends and once your parents hang out, it's like, oh, you're going to see your best friend. So that was our scheme all along. So if my parents are listening or my best friends and best friend's parents are listening, they already knew that we were scheming from the get go. But that was our plan. So where this story gets to is where... Um, her family invited us to their their family's um, reunion, their like reunion barbecue. And like I'm saying, if our parents didn't meet, I don't think they would have invited us because at that point they only knew me and not my parents and knew it. Yeah, see, that's how you get in. That's your way in. But what I'm getting with is my best friend's mom, she had an extra ticket to go see the GSL, the Grand Symphony Orchestra in Millennium Park. And she knew that I would enjoy it. So, of course, I accepted it. Afterwards, um, the, the barbecue, the reunion was really fun. It was pretty hot, so we were like, we had like water balloon fights, and after we ran out of water balloons, <laughs> we had like water, bo- water bottle fights. So it was time to leave. But again, we were soaking wet. So we drove all the way back home. I got dressed, got showered and everything. And then we went right back to Autumn's house. 
and once we left we didn't get there on time I'd say we were like in the middle of the concert so um when we got there we had like this special seating I think it was just because where my best friend's mom worked they were like the sponsors of it and we sat down and you know the, the I think it eventually rained over there so we all had jackets to kind of put the chair put the put our jackets on the chair to sit down on and I started watching it and I was like man this is so nice because once I once we sat down I was able to see everything and how the band was set up the orchestra was set up it was kind of like a fan and it was like all the musicians kind of meld together and they kind of they they all just kind of came together you had the 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 lower voices in the back with the double basses and the violas and the violins in the front with the piccolos kind of next to them right so then after I started like settling in and I started watching I wanted to save the moment so I took out my phone and I was like man this is so good I'm gonna send this to my parents I'm gonna put this on snapchat everything so I started recording I kind of just you know kind of went around so I can get everybody and right in that second a trombonist stands up and just has his own solo and I'll probably put the video on like the 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 podcast's Instagram and you'll probably hear my best friend kind of laughing because once that happens she looks over to see if I'm recording it and at that point my jaw has already dropped and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe I'm getting this and you can hear she's like are you getting this I'm like yeah I got it so that was my core memory because I knew at that point what I wanted to do and I knew I wanted to come back with the right experience to play in an orchestra and eventually come back home and play in Millennium Park. And I knew I wanted to do that for sure. So more into the, the trombonist, when he played, it was like it echoed and it just kind of astonished me because we were in a park and I don't know how his sound kind of bounced to us and to this day his sound is what I aspire to have to this day I've been playing the trombone for what's coming up on eight years now and I'm so grateful for all the experience I've I've had and all the people I've met and all the people that's been coaching me since day one and I I couldn't ask for a better instrument to play the trombone is so fun I've never I've never switched up I never thought I was like yeah I don't really like the trombone Maybe I should play something else. You know, I did thought I could add another instrument onto it, but I never elim- eliminated trombone ever. I never did that. Um, back to, you know, the beginning of when I when I first started. Uh, I, I watch videos of myself because I do, I do have a couple of videos and voice memos of how I used to play when I was younger. My, my tone is so much more different. You know, it obviously, it honestly sounds like, you know, a fifth grader who's just starting to play an instrument. But it, I guess sometimes, I'm not going to say it humbles me. It just kind of makes me feel better because I'm just like, I, I can't believe I, I used to sound like this. And now I sound like this. And the thought of me playing the trombone kind of like, 
I'm not saying it freaked people out. It kind of just stopped them in their tracks sometimes. Um, what I mean is, like I said, I would get dropped off at school at like 7.30 in the morning. So that, you know, my teacher would get to class, to our homeroom, pretty early. So I would have time to go upstairs and catch them so I can help out um, set up the, the classroom. So... I helped my teacher out, and like I said, this is my fifth grade teacher, and I was just starting band. And she asked me, we were, I remember this, we were setting up the sticker chart for like our reading points or whatever. And she asked me, she was like, what instrument do you play? And I was like, the trombone. And she was like, the trombone? I was like, yeah. Only reason she said that was because <laughs> I am relatively short. Um, right now, I am about five, three and a half. So imagine me, imagine fifth grade Trinity at that height. I was not fifth grade. I'm not, I was not 5'3 in fifth grade. I was probably shorter than that. And the only thing she was, she was kind of surprised at was because I was about the same height as a trombone at that time. So that's why, that's why it was a little bit of confusion. Um, another instrument I would love to play is the tuba. Tuba sounds really fun. Um, that'd be a sight to see so back to my band teacher um like I said the band teacher who assigned me the trombone was not there when I graduated so after a while like years when I was in the high school I was like you know I want to get a hold of him because if it weren't for him you know I'd obviously be playing another instrument but if it weren't for him I would have met all these trombone people and I would have never loved my instrument so much so I looked because you know I I figured that he he was working at another school and I remember his first name because his the teacher's names would be on like a phone chart or like a phone list next to the phones in every classroom and when we would line up we would line up near the phone so sometimes you know I would look at the names and I remember his first name so I and I remember what he looked like. So I would put the name in the Google search bar and eventually his school popped up and then lo and behold was his school email. And you know how sometimes you'll have messages or emails that go straight to your spam? I sent like a long, a long email just thanking him and telling him what we played and how much I've gotten better and I you know I can't wait to show what I you know what how good a musician I become he got that hours later you know I thought it was gonna take what like a week and this was near November this was like November of 2020 when I did this and he he answered like the next day at like six in the morning and the first thing he said, because when I sent him my email, I was like, I hope you remember me. I, you know, you gave me the trauma because, you know, you meet so many kids after, you know, as a teacher. And then he went to another school. Who knows how long he's been at that school. So he's probably seen so many different kids and different faces. So I was like, it's OK if you don't. But either way, you taught me the basics of trombone and you taught me the trombone you you gave this instrument to me to play and he was like sweet georgia brown of course i remember you and 
I have the email saved and I have the email printed out. So if someone impacted you in your life for any reason, whether it's, you know, finding out that you played the trombone or, you know, any life-changing event, make sure that you thank them in, in any way. It doesn't matter, you know, if it's a shout-out on social media or if it's a letter, if it's a gesture, anything. Just make sure you remind them because, you know, if it weren't for them, you don't know where you'd be. So, yeah, like I said, I had that email printed out because it was so nice. And um, I also want to thank all the trombone people that I have also met in high school. Those were like my my day ones that we, we, you know, when I had band, it would be an everyday thing. It wasn't like an every other day thing just because merit would be that thing. I would meet maybe twice or three times a week for merit. And in high school, you choose your classes. And I had band in, you know, every day. Sometimes our lunches would change because we wouldn't be able to play with the percussions or we would. But funny thing about that for high school was since I had moved just in the nick of time for high school, I missed the auditions, you know, because it was a district. It's a district high school. And all the kids who are in middle school know which high school they're going to or, you know, what other high school they're going to. So there's like three different, you know, locations depending on where you live. You know, you know how it is. So they would shift from having uh, these eighth grade classes because some of the high school teachers would go over to the middle schools and kind of coach them. So they already had that experience going. But I really want to play in high school. And my mom, she got a hold of the department chair. And um, his name is Mr. Loft. And he basically said, hey, just come in on this day, just like how Merritt was, and just play something for us. I had a Disney book. (laughs) I had a Disney book of songs for the trombone. And what the song that I chose was Once Upon a Dream from Sleeping Beauty. Uh, you know, I really wish I had a, a recording of that so that now if I played it, it's better. My vibrato is great now. I didn't have a vibrato back then, but now I do. So he played, I, I played for, I played for him and this other trombone teacher named Mr. Seidel. He's so funny. Um, he always made us laugh in class. And later in that day, he emailed my mom and he said, we're going to put her in concert wins. And that was basically like freshman honors band. And I was like, whoa. And then I kind of felt, you know, it felt good. But then I was like, wait a minute. I think eighth graders have to audition for that. And that means they probably had audition pieces to go by. And I just had to play something that I wanted to play. I bet I had to play some scales. I did it, but then I had to play you know, I got to play whatever I wanted. Um, so I was new. I was basically new. And the two people that I first met were, um, their names were Lauren and Will. And those were like the first high school trombone friends that I made. And they didn't know who I was. They knew that there was a trombone student coming in from out of the district. That's basically what they told me. Because later in our high school 
years, I was like, how did you know that it was me? They were basically like, well, we didn't know, really know who you were. We just knew that there was someone from the district because it was only two of us at the point. So there were only two trombonists that were in concert wins. They didn't have a third one yet. So I basically fulfilled that spot, I think. <laughs> yeah. But um, we played every day for about what 50 minutes and I don't really remember how long our classes were but those were probably like my you know my favorite trombone people because we shared a lot of time together and we grew a lot together in our musicianship and from playing uh in ensemble pieces for concerts and hearing our tones mature over the years um makes me feel good and like I said, I'm, I'm really proud of all the trombonists that I've met because we had so much fun. And another thing before we wrap this episode up was um, before COVID hit, I'd say this, this was junior, this, I think this was either junior year. Yeah, I, yep, I think it was. So <laughs> from, from my high school, we had this thing called the red carpet rally and it basically honored all the athletes and you know the academic people you know who people who you went to compete for for like math or stuff like that and the musicians and the artists and all that and it was basically when when I when I hear afterwards from the red carpet rally it kind of (laughs) just it bummed a lot of people out because they were just like, man, all these people are so accomplished. And here I am in a high school kid who doesn't do anything. And I kind of have advice for that. If I, at first I felt that way, maybe like for the first two years, because it happened every year. Well, except, except for senior year because, you know, COVID. But, um, I, first I felt that way, but then I was like, some of this stuff I'm nowhere near interested in at all because some of the some of the kids would get medals and stuff for being a really good math student and I knew in my heart that I hated math like I don't like math I'm I'm proud of the person who went to to compete like a academic decathlon and stuff like that and they probably got tons of scholarship money for that of course but for me, I was never really interested in it. So don't really bum yourself out because of that. If it's something that you don't like, don't feel unaccomplished by it. And, you know, like I said, there were kids who were in music who went to go compete. I love music. And I I was like, you know, I feel, I, I'm, I feel happy for all the people who, who got... Who are um, recognized and who went to compete? Went to compete. That only allowed me to be better as a musician. But all the other things, just think of it that way. If it's nothing you're really interested in, don't feel unaccomplished by it. And if you don't have anything to feel accomplished for, you'll find it soon. Um, if that makes sense. I hope that didn't really bum anyone out. But like the the story that I'm getting with is. The one of our uh, our principal at the time, because before I graduated high school, we switched 
our, our principal had retired and our vice principal stepped up to be the principal. And at the time, the principal came and talked to one of our band directors, his name was Mr. Schwegler, and he wanted all most of the trombonists in the main building to play something to pep everybody up. And it was something... I, you know, when I was in high school, no one really did this. So maybe, you know, afterwards we, you know, after what happened, I'm not really sure if they want to ask trombones to do it anymore. Uh, I'm going to get into that. So we had this piece that we were playing. It was, I remember it. I'm, we had our first recording of it, um, like maybe a month or two before the actual red carpet rally so that we could be prepared because we also added lots of trombone movements and all that it was really fun it was called super dude it was really loud it was really obnoxious but it was really fun to play so um the day came and there's this thing that we call you know playing really loudly is you know you just blasting that's what it's called so one of the trombonists went on snapchat and if this before I say anything, this might trigger some, it, it might be a little triggering, but, um, the trombonist went on Snapchat and they said, Blast Fest 2019. And I guess that got a little bit misconstrued because not even maybe 20 minutes before everyone started going inside for the red carpet rally, there was an announcement on the intercom talking about a gun threat and um, it got misconstrued that way. And before that, you know, after that, well, during, during the whole announcement thing, people were starting to leave because they had heard about it. And eventually when people heard about it, that's what brought the principal to be like, we're fine. There's no gun threat. Everything's fine. But it was already too late because so many people were filing and lining up at our class houses so that they could leave so that their parents could pick them up. I think some of that was from not being interested in going to the red carpet red carpet rally because nobody even really want to go there. Some people weren't really, literally weren't really interested. Some people um, just decided to ditch and not go. But uh, the performance was great. You know, the people, the remaining people who came, you know, it was a pretty, it's a pretty big school. So a uh, number of people who went, you couldn't really tell, but it was, it was really fun. Uh, I, I, I will have a video up about that. But all in all, music, like I said, was the best thing that happened to me. And it is an outlet for me to express um, how I feel about things because I am really passionate about music and just like how it is with classical music yes I listen to classical music I'm a band kid of course so um, there was this piece that we watched in class during quarantine the, my band teacher shared her screen and she played this piece called Danzen Number no. 2 it was um, I forgot the composer, but it was by, yeah, it was Gustavo Dudamel. And we watched the the video, the live performance of it. And one thing I love about 
watching an orchestra play and then why I want to be a part of orchestra so, so, so much. I, from the outside, I love watching the strings play because when you see a, a bunch of violinists and a bunch of string players, they're literally moving with the music and it's it's like tall grass swaying in the wind and it's like the music is literally moving them to play and you know their movements vary so much depending on how smooth the how slow the the song is or how articulated and tense the song is so obviously they're moving pretty quickly but it just kind of intensifies the look of the orchestra and it gives the orchestra more of an elegant look if that makes sense um I make a lot of connections on like one of my private stories like my movie private stories because I really do love movie soundtracks and movie scores so I do talk about that a lot um especially with uh Disney Pixar's newest film Luca my favorite scene in it is when Alberto and Luca are fleeing to Puerto Rosso and the piece is called Take Me Gravity because before the song really starts Alberto he kind of <laughs> jumps off the cliff and he's like take me gravity and then he falls in and Luca is kind of like Silencio Bruno and he kind of just goes in and the song starts and Alberto teaches Luca how to leap out of the water and the song kind of sinks in with that scene and when Luca finally gets it he finally knows how to leap out the climax of the song just kind of overbears the whole scene in the best way possible and it makes it more heartwarming and I watch that scene or I listen to the song every day because in that way it does fuel me and fuel my motivation to be part of something like that I love to play in a soundtrack for any movie but more more likely a Disney movie or Pixar movie but that is enough for me I hope you learn something and I hope you learn how much um band kids love the thing that they do and they love playing music is very different is is a different outlet for different people and I hope you know a lot of you understand that and people interpret music in their own way and they express it in their own way so either way I think people should respect that and if you like you like what you like you like the music that you like if you like country don't be ashamed about it because a lot of us are just like I love all types of music but country music and if you love country music hey you know <laughs> but I hope like I said I hope you guys learned something and I will see you guys in the next episode see you guys <laughs>